Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, I uh, hope you had a great weekend. Uh, here we start a new a new week. Uh, we've had our first week of uh, broadcast, so it's been really fun. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we'll keep excited, uh, keep sharing, uh, you know, things that we see of the day and uh, answer your questions. Uh, and most of the time we're going to get talking about the truth of, of what it means to hear God and walk with God. And we're going to just keep going deeper and deeper. So um, if maybe you're coming on for the very first time, we've already done a week of uh, the beginning pieces of what it means to hear God's voice. So you can go back and listen to those, uh, watch those, uh, and get caught up on uh, these simple, beautiful truths out of, out of Scripture of my sheep hear my voice, and uh, everybody is available to hear, and there's no... Uh, requirement because God is sufficient uh, for that. Um, so uh, it's been uh, been quite fun. Uh, and as we've we've thought about, uh, you know, the question that that came up uh, last time was, um, uh, you know, am I capable of doing it? And is mm-hmm. is this going to be uh, a difficult thing to do if God is going to transform me? Isn't that going to be painful? Isn't that going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, suffering and difficulty because uh, don't I have to go through that uh, to be healed? Um, and uh, as we learned last time, there's, you know, they said that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the answer is, is no. Um, and lots of people have understood, which is the reason that they never pursued things, was that they thought it was going to be really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, is if I start dealing with some of my stuff and God starts speaking to me about this, uh, am I going to have to relive hurts that I've had from the past? Uh, or am I going right. to have to go back to my failure and relive all that in order to get to the healings? Uh, and God says, well, you know, my model isn't a therapy model. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not reliving it. It's actually saying, yeah, we understand what happened. Now let's go get healed. Mm-hmm. And let the power of the word heal you because the spirit, as, as we said, the words are spirit and they're life. So uh, do you want to have any perspective on that or what you've experienced in, in your life as you've learned what, what abiding was all about? I would just say, um, oh, goodness, abiding has been such a blessing to me personally. But um, in terms of what you were talking about with some of the healing process, you know, there are definitely things that. I can think through, um, that God has walked me through and is continuing to walk me through, um, in terms, especially when I look at the, the family that I grew up in and some of the hurts that went on and just, um, particularly things with, uh, the father, you know, father figures in our lives that sometimes, um, just aren't quite what, you know, a model of God's heart, but, but goodness, I'm so thankful for who he did place in my life. So I would never want to dishonor that. But that being said, um, 
there are things that God just gently take, took me by the hand just last year, even the word he spoke over me was wholehearted. Mm. I want to make you wholehearted. And as I continued to dialogue with him, okay, what does that look like? He laid out this whole process of wholehearted for you. It's going to be twofold, Kathy. I am going to teach you to be wholehearted for me. And I am going to make you wholehearted. And I'm going to heal places in your heart that you didn't even know were broken, or you didn't even realize that, that you had been let down in. And I'm going to show you what it looks like to have one and only one father, Abba father. And in that place, I'm going to heal your heart. And so I, we really went through, he and I, a journey through the year, and you would think it would be difficult, but it was the most beautiful process. And even in the midst of it, he gave me opportunities. My father ended up passing away last year, as you know, in December. Um, but even in the midst of that year, what I didn't know God had in store for me were opportunities that he teed up for me to go and serve my dad and to love him well in the midst of a difficult season in his life that actually brought healing to me and not in a difficult way because God was orchestrating it. It was this, do you see what I'm doing? I'm gifting you a place to be healed and just trust me, hold my hand. I'm taking you through it. And I think that's the difference is we can go through when he's bringing us out of sin patterns or healing broken places in our hearts that are real and do have pain there is a difference walking through it hand in hand with the God of the universe. Mm. You know, when you look at Psalms 23 and it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. For a long time, I focused on, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, he's mine. And somebody said, no, it's time to flip that. The Lord is your shepherd. Do you know who it is to have the Lord of the universe as your shepherd? And boy, does that change how you walk through things as he, as he takes you in a process of growing and transforming. Yeah. And when you, uh, you mentioned that uh, there were pieces of your heart that had to be uh, transformed or healed because they were Mm -hmm. wounded. Um, As you experienced that, was that uh, oppressive and hard or difficult or running you all the way back through all that stuff or, No, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't at all. Actually, there was a a brief acknowledgement of, do you see that this is a broken spot? Because there were some spots maybe that I didn't even recognize were broken. And so there was almost like a light shined on that of, you know, do you see that this is what it is? But it wasn't that we stayed there. Then he just showed me what he had for me and how, how much different that could be. Um, and it was really, it was a hopeful place. It wasn't a painful place for me personally. Right. Right. Um, and that's what, that's what the process is all about is that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom while God is walking you through his Mm -hmm. healing or his truth or his insight or his wisdom or his, uh, answers to prayer. Um, you're starting to, to recognize that, well, this is really uh, exciting to see what mm-hmm. he's doing and, and showing me. And this is why he says the spirit is life. See, it's, yeah. not, it's not heavy. It's not death. It's not oppressive. Right. It's actually life. So even when you know, the, uh, God is saying to me, you know, Rich, I, I need you to uh, understand that this, this way of operating, this way of thinking is not uh, of me. Uh, you're you're basing this on your pattern or your wound or the way you've always mm-hmm. done things. I'm I've now would like to heal it and see my my reaction is hallelujah. 
Yes. Um, he's, <laughs> he's called me to what he's going to do, and I know something. And my wife Linda, when we have her on, will, will testify to this too, because she was she was in that same thought of, well, yeah, but isn't this going to be painful? Right. Um, and as we started to experience it, she recognized that, oh my gosh, it's not painful. It's it's life while we're being called into right. it. Um, and that's what I that's what I see is, and why would I not want mm -hmm. to? Because it's not. First of all, it's not going to be painful. Uh, and yeah, there's some things that he identifies and said, this is what happened, or this is what you've done, um, and you understand it. But then it's like, well, let's get to the healing part. Let me mm -hmm. show you what you know what I'm going to do, um, and it will it will be freedom. So you know, we've talked about uh, chaos uh, and the life of chaos and what people are are looking for. Um, part of that chaos uh, is is being contributed to ourself. Um, mm. And that is that uh, the way we're operating and the patterns we've developed actually contribute to the chaos. So, so for example, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people have a pattern of anger. Mm. Uh, things they, that don't work well today uh, get me angry, and then I act that out by treating people harshly, and now we've got contention. Right. And we've got chaos going on even in our own family with our kids. Right with our uh, siblings, with parents, uh, with spouses, uh, or w at work. And I'm always upset mm -hmm. uh, because uh, uh, I don't like the way things are going and I want, it, I want them to change. I'd like them to change. I try to get them to change, but they, but they don't change. <laughs> um, and so I'm angry. Um, and, when, mm -hmm. and what I believe is what's happening in our world today with all of the overwhelming change with how we have to function with COVID, how we have to uh, mm, live out the economics. Yeah. Uh, the culture is dramatically changing for Christians in a negative way. And you're kind of mad. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a sense of, I don't like it and I want it to change. It's not changing and I'm sick of it and I'm tired of it and the stress levels are high. And right. uh, you know now we're having to deal with everything online. And so you got a problem and you can't even talk to somebody at the company. They've got it so so right. organized that you can only do it technically, and you can't get your problem solved. Um, mm -hmm. You can't get something that they've done. Uh, you know, just like uh, your your son experienced this with uh, <laughs> uh, your, uh, Kathy's son Josh uh, is this uh, fine young man who technically uh, knows how to do broadcasting. Uh, so he helped, Thankfully. Us, he, helped us, he helped us set up the, all the technology, uh, which is, by the way, quite extensive. And we practiced for quite, <laughs> for quite a while because we, we had issues, uh, but he would help us. And so um, as a blessing to him, um, we uh, and he just inadvertently was I was just talking about, well, tell me about your technology. And he said, well, here it is. And here's what it looks like. And there's one more piece that I need here. Uh, uh, someday I'll be able to get it, and so uh, Kathy and I uh, sent it to him uh, as a gift, as a blessing to him for what he's done for us. And so, this, and he this, was so blessed by yeah, that. <laughs> and so, uh, but what happened is um, the company that I ordered it from sent him the wrong stuff, mm -hmm. and so he gets it, and um, <laughs> he, he emails me and says. It's the wrong thing. It's not what it's not what we ordered. Uh, okay, uh, 
So I said, well, call him and, you know, and, and see if you can get it taken care of. So he tries to communicate with him, and, and he can't. And the answer came back is, well, you didn't order it. You know, Rich, Rich Case did. He's got to yep. be the one. Um, and so you don't make now, any of it easy, right? <laughs> no, I had, I had to get involved. And, um, uh, so then, um, I try online, doesn't work. Uh, got to get on the phone. It takes about 40 minutes of sitting in hold. Oh my goodness. And then somebody gets it. And by the way, they're in the Philippines. Um, so mm -hmm. they're just following a, a script. Um, and well, this is what happened and this is what we got to do. And this, this girl says, I'm trying I can't do it. Uh, it does. It's not working. I can't take back your product and replace it. I can't. I can't. Hmm. Okay, give me your supervisor. Okay, so I get a supervisor on the line. And <laughs> I try to explain it to him, and he, okay, let me try it. And he tried. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I said, look. I said, you sent us the wrong stuff. You got to fix it. You got to take care of it. He said, okay, let me work on this. I'll get back to you, and uh, which he did. Um, um, and then. We had to sell this whole set up this whole process of first of all you got to return it and then they got to receive it and then maybe they could order it and that was all supposed to be automatic well it didn't happen mm. um, and so i had to call them again hey you said you were going to ship this oh yeah sorry uh system didn't work so okay now we'll try to ship you something not new so they, they put it up and guess what they don't have any <laughs> oh <laughs> in the meantime in the meantime what we had ordered other people had bought and oh, now, now no. they don't have it they said we can't ship you anything we don't have it anymore <laughs> okay can you give me back my money yeah we'll give you back your money but now i got to go through the whole thing all over again i got to order from somebody else and start the whole thing over well that's that's an illustration of the frustration that we have in life right uh, is you know you expect it i ordered it expected to be delivered and done and it wasn't done that way it was wrong mm -hmm. but fixing that was I'm telling you it took hours of my time and it's very frustrating and the people that right. you're dealing with are frustrating and so uh, in the flesh see that can build up with this yes. what I call this underlying anger uh, that um, well I'm frustrated in life and um, uh, I'm I'm upset, and by the way, it's happening all the time. So now I'm stuck with this, and I'm frustrated with this, uh, and I can go to unforgiveness. I can go to anger, worry, fear, anxiety. So that when we talk about the chaos of life, you know, we tend to think, well, it's just all this stuff that's happening, uh, which is true. It's happening, but actually, mm -hmm. underneath it all is my response to it and what my patterns have been of my woundedness of my heart so mm -hmm. that when we talk about transformation and the abiding process it's well god will say let me change your heart and your understanding of the soul so that you're now free of being burdened by these frustrations mm -hmm. so uh, i would have said you know that you know 20 years ago 30 years ago my reaction to all that would have been just extreme anger. I would have, I would have hammered people, and I'd be upset about it for days and weeks. Mm -hmm. um, but because and Linda of, probably would have felt it. She would have felt <laughs> it for sure. Uh, and my kids. Uh, but because I've been transformed, and and God's dealt with me in this area through. You know, I understand that I react this way, 
mm-hmm. uh, while you have a wound from your the way you grew up and the way you function, uh, there's a pattern there. I got to heal that pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay. Um, and then as I started to do that, as we explained last time, his, his concern is about the healing, not the problem. So that, yeah, you got the problem, but let me heal it. And every day it's how are you doing in, the, in abiding so that mm. um, there's a transformation there. So when we talk about coming out of chaos, a lot of it is going to be God's going to say, let me deal with you. Let me deal with right. your heart so that you begin to get perspective on life and realize that I can free you so that you can mm-hmm. enjoy life regardless of, of what's going on around you. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I know you've experienced that too with people that you've discipled. Right. What have you experienced there? Um, yeah, just that same idea that that as he has set us free, suddenly we are even in the midst of the hardest things. Um, you know, no matter, you know, if we've got, I think about, I have one friend in particular who really, um, boy, she has had some, some really difficult struggles with, um, health, you know, Lyme's disease throughout her family. And then the, just the repercussions that that has had on them, um, both financially and their health and all kinds of things. And so days are difficult for her, you know, and, and that is not changing anytime soon yet because of the sweetness of her time that she abides with Jesus, she navigates life with joy. Mm. And, and when you sit and you come, you have a conversation with her, I love to sit and have tea with her and just talk because joy emanates from her, no matter how hard things are going on in and around her, the chaos doesn't affect the peace and the trust that she has that God is moving and doing his thing. And he is transforming their lives and, um, and he is healing in the process and she believes in that. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing. It's yeah. a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, it is beautiful. Um, and that's what God is calling us to is that, you know, as you're finding truth in the middle of chaos, uh, see a lot of it is going to be, well, part of the way that you've developed a pattern in life of how you react to things um, is causing you difficulty and it's actually creating more chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he says, let me heal those. Uh, and start to bring order to your life so that you can bring, gain freedom uh, and the joy of it. Um, and as we look at that, again, uh, it's about getting into the word and understanding uh, the truth of that word uh, and the beauty of that word. And so uh, let's continue our discussion about that uh, and go to John 6, uh, 63. I just, I just put up the wrong one. John 6, uh, 63. Hold on a minute. I'm going to turn that one off and this one on. Um, okay. Um, and if you would, Kathy, read John uh, 6, 63, uh, verse 68, and then 17, 3, and we'll walk through this. Uh, what exactly does it look like when you start getting into the Word? Right. Okay. John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And then John 17, three, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Yeah. So these are, uh, you know, just three beautiful verses in John, um, the uh, the context here is um, 
Uh, and we've talked about, you know, Jesus in, in chapter 10, remember, says, I am the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, chapter 7, he talks about, I am the light of God. Here, uh, he's talking about, um, you know, I am the bread of life. Um, and so he starts to explain a little bit about that. Uh, and at this point in his ministry, there were probably 200 plus people, in addition to his disciples, who were following him around. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it, they would have thought of themselves momentarily as disciples of God, of Christ. And they're going with him from place to place to place because he's doing all these fantastic miracles and they're excited about that. And, and there he's teaching them. Uh, and he, they're excited about that. Uh, and so they're coming to this place. He said, well, I am the bread of life. Um, and then he makes a statement. Um, he says, uh, you're going to have to eat my body and drink my blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says right there in Scripture that um, that was uh, too hard of saying for them, and they all left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple things about that is uh, Jesus often, and and this is one of the really fun things of abiding, is he'll make these statements to you. Uh, he'll lead you to something <laughs> that's like, what you know, what is this? What does that mean? Uh, that's why it's even in the same context here of my sheep hear my voice. See, a lot of people say. That's too hard for me. Uh, that's too difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm out. Um, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. Uh, my my church has told me don't don't talk to anybody who says you can hear from God. You can't hear from God, um, and so I'm out. Uh, and see, uh, Jesus, what he said to these people um, in this statement, you know, you got to eat my body, drink my blood. See, they looked at that and said, uh oh, we're following somebody <laughs> that is not godly. And he's nuts. He's he's mm-hmm. a cult. He's a cult leader. He's saying things now that are strange. Uh, I'm not. I'm not staying. And they left. They all left. Said so they all went away. Now Jesus, interesting enough, uh, didn't say, "Well, okay, here, come, come on back, come on back. Um, let right. me let me soften this. Uh, sorry, I said that. Um, I know it scared you." You know, let me help you understand it differently. Uh, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Uh, what did Jesus do? In fact, he invited them to leave if they wanted to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, they left. And he didn't chase them down uh, because, yeah. and this is the part of abiding as a receiver is so critical so that um, he'll stay to say these things to us. And he says, stay with me with a heart to receive the truth mm-hmm. of this, knowing that it is not not clear to you or something you've never experienced. So that when we say, my sheep hear my voice, and you can hear God's voice, mm-hmm. don't reject it. Don't say, yeah, oh, too hard. That's too hard for me. I'm out. No, go the other direction and say, okay, it's in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there. Could you help me understand what that looks like, feels like, and, and uh, operates in a healthy way? Right. So, I, and I don't want to get involved with all this crazy stuff. I get that, but um, I want to know if that is that really true. Then I'd like mm-hmm. to hear God and see that the think of the mistake that these guys made. Yeah. Um, what what what's the mistake they made? 
they walked away without asking without, for more. They yeah, they, didn't, they say, didn't ask. They didn't say, well, okay, that's strange. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Could you help explain it? What did you mean by that? What do you mean by mm-hmm. that? Are you talking literally eat your body and drink your blood? And he would have said, kind of, but let me, exp- <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me explain what that means. Uh, but they walked away. Okay, so mm-hmm. he makes a statement. They, ought, they had already walked away. He makes a statement and says, uh, the flesh counts for nothing. Mm-hmm. My words are spirit and life. Mm. So he's making a, a, now he's making a statement. The only ones left around him are the 12, which which mm-hmm. he actually asked them in a second. But he says, well, the words are spirit and life and the flesh counts for nothing, which which was just illustrated in that story. Uh, how, how was the flesh count for nothing for them, for these people that were there and excited and then all of a sudden, I'm out. What, what, what was operating there? What, what yeah, was if they're there? relying on their own knowledge or experience and, and not the spirit, then it's for not. They're, you know, that's why they were able to, to walk away so easily. Yeah. He said, because your conclusions, remember we talked about that in 1 Corinthians uh, mm-hmm. 2, uh, 14, you consider it foolishness. Right, right. Uh, and that's what they did. Uh, because he said you're you're looking at receiving and abiding in my word through the flesh, and the flesh mm-hmm. is your intellect, yourself, your your own determination. They determined this didn't make sense. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And he said, Yeah, because the flesh. If you're approaching me that way, the flesh counts for nothing, and you'll be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll walk away from this, which, by the way, most people uh, in their in their life really have kind of walked away from it because they've tried, mm-hmm. they've tried, they've tried. Even people that read devotions every day. Uh, yeah, I do the work. Yeah, I study the Bible, but it's a task. And you've walked away from actually believing that any of it really can help you. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it, it oppresses you because you are looking it's just at one more thing to do at law, at law. <laughs> I, oh, another thing mm-hmm. I don't do well, another thing I don't do well. Mm-hmm. But he said, uh, if you approach it with uh, seeking me, the words are spirit and their life. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is amazing. Um, he says that, uh, and, and you take these three short words and, and statements, the words. He says, my words that I'm speaking to you. And we talked about this last time, Kathy, remember when we said all the Bible is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, had the, you had the question about your friend is, well, am I going to be able to get interpreted interpretation like the, you know, my pastor might. Um, and all the Bible is true, but he's not speaking to you the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. He's only speaking to you the words of now. Here's what I want you to receive now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see the, the, the importance of this, of it's got to get into me and get into my heart. And he says, so it's my words. I'm speaking to you. I'm revealing to you. And he said their spirit and their life. So that, what does that mean? Okay, now here's the difference. Uh, if you read the Bible as a history book, mm-hmm. as a theology book, as a set of rules, as a set of to-dos, uh, and you say, yeah, even the sto- some of the stories in the Old Testament, I've even had people say, oh, the Old Testament doesn't even apply anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just New Testament because we're, we're believers. Now, the entire Bible is God's yes. word that he wants to lift off the truth into your heart about these beautiful truths when he speaks mm-hmm. them. And he says, when I do, and you'll know it, is that it's spirit and life. Okay, so what is spirit? That's him. Mm-hmm. He says, I will activate these words inside of you. I will make them so, and I can perform to those words because mm-hmm. I can change circumstances. So the questions you have about your business, you, the questions you have about your family, the, the wisdom that you need for something, God says, well, let me speak to you spirit words that isn't what you're learning about something and isn't that nice, but rather it's powerful. It's transformational mm-hmm. because it's working active life. Mm-hmm. He said it's life and you'll experience it as life. And when you experience life, what, what happens? Get excited. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and maybe you could help, uh, uh, you know, as you learn this, what would, what did you find as a difference between words that were spirit and life and that were just words um, that you were looking at in the scripture? What, what did you, mm. what did you see as a difference? Um, oh, I wish I, I should have thought of a specific example here, but, but I'll say in a, in a broader sense, um, he thinks I probably spent the majority of my life doing Bible study, um, and, and loved it. I really did and, and enjoyed it and I knew it and I would live things out, um, that God laid on my heart. But as I learned to really receive, you know, what you're talking about is receiving Rhema, as we abide, there's, there's Bible study and there is a place, a time and a place for that. And I do believe he gave me great foundation in knowledge of his word through Bible study. So there is room for that, but that abiding is this whole different place of intimacy and hearing that rhema where the word comes alive specifically to you in a certain circumstance and literally can be an answer, you know, just like, um, I don't remember if we talked about this the other day or not, but, you know, we were processing as a family, whether we were to get the vaccine or not. Oh, yeah, right, right. And when God literally gave me, you know, as, as I'm praying through, he spoke to me through multiple verses, reminded me that when he gave me peace, that was when it was time, you know, and that there was purpose in that. And then he turned around and gave me this beautiful passage in Deuteronomy um, that was this assurance. It was a personal assurance. It was Rama from him that my fears of the vaccine for our family were unfounded, that he needed us to do something else and he needed us prepared to be able to minister. And so we were to do it and we were to act without fear. And he gave me this promise in Deuteronomy seven, that then I was able to hold to when I was questioning, Oh, okay, am I really hearing him right? I'm like, no, this is what he spoke and this is life. And so now I'm stepping into this step of obedience rather than in fear, I'm stepping in in freedom. Right, right. Because I've heard from him personally and there's that life to it. Right. Um, and, and, then, and that's a cool thing. Yeah, and then therefore, based upon his promise to you, uh, what do you believe about it? Then I believe it's perfectly fine, you know, that we were to take that and that he has provided health for us and protection in the midst of it. And that he not only that, but had purpose in it. And and in fact, as it's unfolded over the last couple of weeks, we kind of have a a running joke at our house that we have a bit of a COVID hospital going, but, but God has put since that time, multiple families in our lives that he has just prompted on our heart. Now you go do something to care for them. 
you go do something here, you're safe, go take care of them. And, and that's been an invitation that was something he had in mind that, that he fulfilled and we're watching that. It's been cool. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the words, see, my words are spirit in their life. They will, they will accomplish what I've asked to do, uh, the truth of that. And then the fulfillment Mm -hmm. of that so that, it's not just taking the vaccine for you. It was, well, then is that going to lead us to health? Right. You got to trust that. Now, by the way, there's lots of other people that I've talked to. I could bring somebody else uh, in Kathy's seat there Mm -hmm. and they would say, God told us not to do it. Right. Um, And you've got to listen to that. It's, it's what he's telling you because your calling is different than mine. Exactly. And then see the outcome, interesting enough, is the same. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do this, but I'm going to provide health for you. I'm going to provide healthiness for you. And my word is active in fulfilling, you know, what I'm speaking to you. So as Kathy explained it, uh, see, most Christians wind up in, uh, and by the way, a lot of them aren't in the word at all because it's, it's just, they're too busy. And basically they've, they've gotten to a point where uh, what difference does it make to be in there anyway? Because it doesn't really come true. Mm-hmm. And you said, I did Bible study, which a lot of people do do. You learn a lot about God. You, right. le- you learn a lot about, yeah, the truths and the scripture and the uh, things that, that, that Paul, you know, Paul wrote in, in uh, the New Testament. And you could say, you know, yes, um, uh, I've learned that I should be, you know, loving and forgiving you know, my husband. I've learned that. I've studied it. But the question is, are you? Mm-hmm. See, are you loving and forgiving? And, and the difference between the flesh studying it, okay, yeah, I understand it intellectually, but it doesn't matter to the words their spirit in life is that you don't learn about forgiveness. You receive forgiveness mm-hmm. through the abiding in those words because the God says, right. my words are going to transform you and you'll now receive it. You'll have it. Mm-hmm. The promise that I gave you about health will be so. If I, if I tell you I'm leading you into becoming forgiving, a forgiving person, which is universally uh, ask of all of us, you'll receive it as opposed to learn about it. Because people mm-hmm. say, I know I should forgive, but I don't. Right. Why not? Well, because they've hurt me. It's, I, I can't get there. Uh, it's too difficult. I need to protect my heart. Uh, and God says, yeah, I understand that. Let me tell you the truth about that so I can give you forgiveness. And then, by the way, which we'll talk about a little bit later, it's different than being reconciled to him. And there's two mm-hmm. different things here. But if you abide with me, um, I'll, I'll give it because my words are spirit and life. Um, and so he makes mm-hmm. this statement. Uh, he turns to the disciples and says, do you guys want to leave? Do you guys want to go too? <laughs> um, and Peter speaks up and says, no, um, we don't have a clue what you just, <laughs> what you just said either. Um, what, and what you said doesn't make any sense to us at all, but we've already chosen to be with you Mm-hmm. Because and, he, and in John six sixty eight, because your words, and you just said it, your words are mm-hmm. not flesh; they're spirit and life, are eternal life. Your words mm-hmm. are eternal life. And he said, so we're going to stay around to have you explain all this because we've already chosen 
that, yeah, we can hear your voice and we can understand about ultimately what you're going to tell us because we have a heart to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when, when he makes that statement, your words are eternal life, most of people in the Christian community takes that as the words to get me to a ticket to heaven. Mm-hmm. If I say, what is eternal life? I get to go to be to heaven. Uh, and if as a believer, I'm going to be there. I know I'm going to be there. I'm eternally secure with that. Um, so uh, 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 am I going to get there? Actually, uh, by the way, Kathy, we had a question. <laughs> uh, this was a good question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a really good question is that, well, I have a, I have a, a relative that uh, is a believer, was a believer, accepted Christ. And now he's uh, basically ignored all that and he's joined hell's angels uh, and he's part of something that is completely ungodly for what the things that they're doing. By the way, it doesn't mean that all, all hell's angels are that way. Uh, a lot of them, you know, are, are, are uh, doing things differently, but they're just doing things that aren't of God. So he said, does that mean since they've stopped having any heart for God that they lose their salvation? Um, and the great question, uh, yeah, you know, because I know a lot of people, people say this to me. I know a lot of people that, yeah, they, they accepted Christ. They were even in Bible study, they were going to church and then they just fell away. Um, mm-hmm. and they're now doing everything opposite and they don't even care about God. They don't have a heart for God at all. Have they lost their salvation? Um, and the answer to that is, uh, no. Uh, now there's two elements to that. Uh, one is that uh, the transaction that somebody makes by receiving Christ is between them and God. Mm-hmm. And is it, was it real? And was it, was it honest? And if it is, you have Christ within you, and now you can't lose that. Uh, you are eternally secure. And John uh, 5, 24 says you have passed from death into life, past mm-hmm. tense, and when you've passed into from death into life, and now you're in living in uh, actually the uh, uh, eternal life of God, you will go to be with God when you die. Now, um, uh, Paul speaks of this in First uh, Corinthians three, uh, verses uh, ten through twenty, uh, and he says there are believers that are going to basically fall away and operate completely in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they are believers because, remember, they made that transaction eternally secure. Uh, they made that transaction. And he says, when you go to heaven, you're going to be w- rewarded based upon how you live out life. And living out life is are you following God or not? Mm-hmm. So that people that fall away, well, they didn't live out God at all. And their reward is going to be not as, not as uh, great or as magnificent as the ones that did follow God. And he said, so there will be a difference. Uh, ultimately, when you, when you go to heaven, so he does speak to that, but he does say you have passed over, you know, from death into life. Um, mm-hmm. Now there is one other element to this, and I and I do challenge people with this. Christ said, um, "You will know them by their fruit." Yes, and I'm glad you're hitting this. Yeah, this uh, is good. And well, fruit is: Are you following God, getting transformed, seeing God's life active in your in your heart? and seeing the beauty and the wonder of, of God's life for you. Uh, and he said, you'll know that. Either you, you have it or you don't. Uh, when people who are uh, 
you know, basically uh, not following God and they're not, they're having no fruit in their life. Mm-hmm. And they ask me, am I saved? Am I really saved? Uh, my question to them is, uh, have you actually made that transaction with God? Because if you have, normally there's a hunger to at least pursue God further. If you've lost that hunger, did you really make that transaction? Um, so I do challenge people and say, why don't you think through again whether you really have Christ in your heart or not? Have you really received Christ uh, really? And that's between you and him. And you can say, yes, I did, but I'm still struggling and I still am going my own way. Okay, you'll be in heaven. Uh, mm-hmm. But sometimes I challenge him, maybe, maybe what you thought you did, you haven't really done. And would you want to reconsider that or at least come back and re- reestablish this beautiful relationship with God? Mm-hmm. But it's not ours to determine. Um, we don't we don't make that decision. You know, we don't say, well, I think you're not saved. Right. How could I ever say that? You know, if you accepted Christ, you're saved, period. And you're eternally secure. Uh, so it's a it's an interesting thing. Um, right. And I think too, adding to that, just thinking about um, I know the the person who was asking this question and her heart um, truly aches for this, this relative that they have. And, um, and I think just being reminded that we have the ability as believers to pray for that person, that God would bring them to repentance. If that salvation was real, then God is going to keep chasing. He's not going to let them stay hardened heart. You know, he's, he's going to keep chasing and that we can pray for repentance, pray for them to come back. And that if the salvation was not genuine, indeed, continue to shine light and to show his love and to teach grace and, and be that example, be that salt and light so that he comes to a true salvation in Christ. Right, right. Yeah. And that's where, uh, um, and this is even, even important as we look at this, because we all have friends, relatives, people that have mm-hmm. fallen away. Uh, we wonder, you know, look at the mistakes they're making, look at the life they're living. Um, I wish they would, uh, and this would be particularly true of adult children, uh, uh, that I wish they would uh, follow God and they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, you get into a position of, well, I'd better. Um, I'd better go set them straight. I'd better go mm. tell them you better change and all that. And God says, no, uh, that's my role. Uh, what right. your role, and this is Colossians uh, chapter four, verses two to six, it said, what your role is, is to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you pray for what? God to open up doors. Yeah. Opportunity for you to share the truth as God so leads you to share. Not mm-hmm. that every time you see them, I've got to tell them, you've, you've got to change. You got to change. You got to do this. You got to do this. Actually, what you're doing is pushing them away. Right. And God says, why don't you let me open up the doors? And when I give you the door open and you'll know it, here's an opportunity. You say this. Now, by the way, it's not I got to convince them of every decision. Mm -hmm. It can be just make a statement. Like, for example, uh, and this is a great, great, great example as we're talking through life right now. Life is chaotic. Life is fearful. Life is difficult. And everybody around you is in that same boat. Mm-hmm. And there'll be opportunities as they say, well, I'm dealing with this or I'm afraid of this or I think this is going to happen. And so you can say, well, I'm at peace because I know God's going to lead me through this. Right. And I'm, I'm really excited about what God's going to do in the middle of all that. Now, that's maybe the mm-hmm. only comment you make. 
Right. And see, um, they have to respond to that. And maybe it, it, they don't respond at all other than they're going to be thinking about that of, huh, that's interesting. Right. Um, and the next time maybe something different or somebody else comes into their life and adds some, some thought to it. And so what you're praying for, like this girl, uh, mm -hmm. it's on her heart. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. it's on your heart. Uh, so you're the one called to pray for um, yeah. opening up doors, bringing things into his life. May he see the truth. May something happen and I'll be available to speak truth. And by the way, it always says speak with grace and, and respect. Yes. Uh, in that same verse, you know, you're not mm -hmm. going to judge them or tell them what they should do. You're a messenger of that truth. Um, mm -hmm. So that, uh, and I, and, and what I would encourage her, by the way, Kathy, is um, don't focus on is he saved or not. Mm -hmm. It's really what would God say now for him to come back or to come to him. Mm. and learn what it means to live my grand life. And that's what the heart should be. And that, and not right. focus on, well, what, what if he's not saved? God says, don't worry mm. about that. I'll, I'll take care of that. Right. Uh, and that can release her burden of that. No, um, that's good. That's yeah. really good. Uh, and so then um, we said that, that, uh, you know, Peter says, we well, have the words of eternal life. And again, most people uh, experience that as a ticket to heaven. And then John, or excuse me, Jesus himself, said, well, no, mm -hmm. eternal life, uh, John 17, 3, is knowing the Father and knowing me. Uh, mm -hmm. And the word knowing there is literally uh, the, the Jewish word for intercourse. It's, it's in intimacy with God, mm -hmm. experiencing God, participating in the life of God, having things happen in the life. And so what Jesus is saying is, and this is why abiding is so critical, is my words are going to transform you because they will give you the knowing, the experience, the mm -hmm. understanding of who I am. So that, as you said, I used to do Bible study. Yeah, I knew mm -hmm. a lot about Jesus. But yeah. now the difference is you're knowing Jesus. Right. You're, right. you're experiencing Christ. You're experiencing God the Father. You're experiencing all the wonder and beauty of who he is because my words our spirit and their life and mm -hmm. their their life to lead you to understanding, participating, knowing me. So again, the simple example, um, and my wife, Linda, when she first learned this, uh, was dealing with this aspect of unforgiveness. Um, and she could get in the word and learn about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, okay, yeah, I know about it. Yeah, I know I should. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my question to her was, do, do you have it? You know, and, and to her credit, she said, no, I don't, you know, um, okay, mm -hmm. well, stay abiding in the word, which she, by the way, found that it wasn't painful. Um, and she stayed with it, stayed with it, stayed with it. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden the word, the spirit transformed her mm -hmm. and gave her forgiveness. And now she had it for this other party. And so she, she abided because the words are eternal life. Now you get the nature of God mm -hmm. within you because they, they, they experienced it. Um, so uh, it's an encouragement that we'd like to you know, tell all of you is um, if you would just take these simple truths, mm his -hmm. words, the flesh counts for nothing. The words are our spirit and life. He's got the words of eternal life and, the, and these words will lead you to experience him, 
receive him, answer your questions, just like, you know, Kathy's family did with, well, okay, mm-hmm. what do you got to say about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not just a, a simple, yeah, do this or don't do this. It's, do you trust me for all right. that I'm doing and the fact that I'm going to lead you to health? As, as, a, as mm-hmm. and, and other people who are said, yeah, I don't want you to do this, but I'm going to give you health and here's what I'm doing because the right. words are spirit in their life. So yes. um, as uh uh, you can continue, and boy, we could keep going on with this, which we will, but um, uh, we'd like all of you to um, uh, consider that, send us in your questions. Uh, we'll try to answer them like this uh, friend of Kathy's. Uh, mm-hmm. You have real questions, and we'd like to get to some of the essence of the truth of that as we can process together. So uh, on YouTube, you can just put comments in, and we'll get those, uh, and we'll answer those. Uh, if you're listening you can send us emails at question, uh, questions, plural, questions at uh, afjministry.com, uh, questions at afjministry.com, and uh, send that in, and uh, and then we'll get these questions, and we're going to answer these in all of our uh, broadcasting of uh, get take real things that you care mm-hmm. about, and um, we'll be able to help you understand that. So. Uh, we hope you have a great uh, day, and uh, Kathy, it was great, uh, again, just walking through that with you. And always, excited. always great. I enjoy this. Um, and let me just encourage all of you, if you found today encouraging, inspiring, you learned something new, um, absolutely be a friend and tell a friend. Um, this broadcast will grow because you share it with other people, um, and God blesses that. Yep. So thank you for doing that. Yep, yep. Well, have a great day. Uh, uh, day, Kathy, and we wish all of you uh, a good good time to today and uh, look forward to tomorrow. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.